Check, check, check. One, two, one to the two, one to the two, 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 two. All hey, right. Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. And now, we kick it. God. All right. This would be uh, chapter 28 of the audio fun bag podcast. I feel like there's, there's a few been missing recently. I think there's... Stuff we got to get into. All brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and also Norman's Electronics. You can book service online with them 24 7 770 451 5057 or go online com. And I think one of the important things when it comes to uh, our sponsors, um, they've all reached out and we're like, so how's Hoyt doing? And so I think we'll start right there because. There's so much to get into in this story, and we haven't covered it that much on on the regular you know, radio station. No, because I don't think you were allowed to because of HIPAA laws or David yeah. Dickey laws or, or something. No, the thing that we kept running into was that we knew that we could not tell people what you were going through because that would be illegal. Aren't you uh, going through a divorce or something? Aren't you going through a divorce or something? But also, just as a thing to do for a friend... I was going to wait until you returned back to the station and every single person, and some people figured it out on Twitter. Some people were like, wait a minute, he hasn't been suspended? Because initially it was, was he fired or suspended? What, what did he do wrong? So I don't think people actually figured it out. And here's Oh, some, some did, trust he, me. Here's the dick part of everything. Okay, let's just... Cat out of the get, bag. Get it out in the open. Hoyt had COVID. Yes. Okay, there you, you go. You, you, and we'll, we'll go through the whole timeline, but... Let's start from right there. 21 days, Hoyt has not been here since the 3rd of July. Part of the pain of the ass of this entire thing was that (laughs) that the testing issues that we're running into, even when you were healthy, you still had to wait to get the negative test back. So that's why it took so long. And here's the dick part of me as I put in my dip for the first time in 22 days. Yeah, I told you. That's probably what's kept you alive. Probably. Um... I was kind of getting off on the idea that people kept asking, hey, where's Hoyt? Where's Hoyt? Hey, Hoyt, things don't sound the same, blah, 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 blah. And I think it was pissing you off to an extent that I wasn't saying anything, so people just started asking Los because, you yes. know, we're attached to the hip. And that was a problem for me almost 21 days ago, because- which we'll get into that too. <laughs> because Los can't say anything about this. No, and, and, I, and I, it's not my place to. And so I just keep not responding to anybody on Twitter or saying anything on Twitter. There were some people that reached out through DM, and I would say, hey, I do have COVID. I'm kind of working through this. Um, we'll see where we go from here and, and everything else. But for the most part, I enjoyed not responding and making you take the brunt of all the questions. All of them. In fact, we would have <laughs> – there's a there's a boss that we have, which we'll get into this story as well. And so – I'm sorry. Just so everybody knows, we're going to spend the predominant amount of time – now, I did cut some really funny stuff for when we, we take our breaks and everything else, but – we're going to spend most of this podcast on this because... Well, why not? I mean, this, this is not unlike what other people have dealt with. Um, we have a happy ending to it, but it also points out how difficult this thing is to manage, not just in the sports world, but in the business world, because one of my primary bosses and your bosses was spending every morning reaching out to me saying, so what have you heard on Hoyt? I'm like, why don't you reach out to Hoyt? But apparently I'm so connected to you that like I roll over in the morning and go, Hoyt, how you feeling? Did you get the test back? Well, the funny thing is, so I reach out and funny, whatever. I reach out to some of my friends, let them know, hey, I got COVID and they're checking up on me. But 
for the most part, most people, you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who had COVID. Right. You don't know somebody firsthand at this point, and maybe it becomes more prevalent, maybe it doesn't. The closest I think you and I had gotten was Matt through his father. Yeah, that that was the one person that it had some sort of connection to you and I at that point. And, and also, let me take a step back here. We've been talking about this de- since December when it started, yep. and it's been a long punchline, so it's only natural that one of us got it. One of us would get it so that we could talk <laughs> about it on a podcast. And so here we are. Um, yeah, June 3rd, I was kind of alerted that I had run into contact with someone who had COVID, which is kind of the responsible thing to do. It's also the sucky thing to do. Like, we all had maybe joked about it at times. That girl that you slept with and you got to let her know, hey, I've got AIDS or I've got crabs. And <laughs> I just want you to know. <laughs> I just oh. want you to know. So that's what the person had to basically uh, let me hold, know. Hold on. You said you said July 3rd. July 3rd. Because July 3rd was July 4th weekend. Mm-hmm. We were all off of work when, and, and our, our company, hey, God bless them. They've been following CDC guidelines, so, so they, they have the practices of what you do. And we all received an email on July 3rd that... We had had a, a case in the building, and just to make you aware, like, okay, that's that's fine, that happens. Then it was followed up by, you may have come into contact with this person, and so now monitor for the next 72 hours, which it was fortunate that we had that time period away, and contact your primary care physician. So from my standpoint, it rolls in from that Friday to the Saturday to Sunday, and I've now just shut everything down. I don't have one problem. I don't have a fever. I don't have any kind of issue. Monday morning comes around. I call my doctor's office and they said, when would you might have been exposed? I kind of gave them the timeline. They said, you're probably fine, but if you want to schedule something, let us know. And so that was my standpoint. Now, your weekend was different. Yeah, so I get the initial email and it's funny what the brain does to you when you when you hear, okay, I've been in close contact with somebody that had it. You almost start making up symptoms in your head. Is that why I'm coughing? It's like, no, you you smoked too many cigars on the course yesterday. Oh, I've got a tickle in my throat. Every Could time I be- do every time I do yard work right now, I then get congested. I'm like, is this a start? Oh no! No, for like weeks on end, like you and I would sneeze in the studio and be like, COVID, you, you got COVID. You were the first person who started doing that comedy, and and I've said this before to you, and I don't know if I've even brought this to the podcast. I have the most incredible sneeze in the building. Like, no one has a bigger, stronger sneeze in this world than me. It's like my face explodes. <laughs> and so I've been cognizant of doing this right into my elbow or into my shoulder or whatever. And so I've got clothes that I come home and I'm like, yeah, that's still damp. So I've, I've been trying to to not. You've been uh, wearing like the Allen Iverson sleeve where you just yes. sneeze into that. And then you, you take it off and you put it in the washing machine. And I got to wash all my stuff in the in But the, the next day, well, I was the one that got you into wearing long sleeve shirts just because we'd sneeze into that. Because we'd sneeze into them, right. Um. So I kind of start making up symptoms in my head, but I really don't think anything hit. And I say that because when this bitch hits you, you know you've either got COVID or you don't have COVID. And I I truly, after going through everything that I did, look, I'm not a doctor, so I don't don't have a degree to say what I've just gone through it. I really don't think there are that many asymptomatic people. I really don't. I think I think you either have it and your body says, hey, here's a virus or, or it's not. Um, and I do believe in, in false negatives. I believe in false positives as well. And because when this hit me, Los, it hit me. And I don't I don't get sick. No, I, the, I really don't get sick. The last time you got sick, you got me sick. And that was the worst I felt in probably three or four years. But to me, like even when I've gotten sick, it's not terrible. It's it's one day and then I'm in the next day. For two days, I was sitting at about 103.1 to 103.7, 103.9 fever. Um, 
your body, I explained it as like, you go out and try to be a 20 year old again when you're 40, um, playing softball or kickball or, or whatever. And you can't walk down the stairs because every part of muscle and fiber in your body just aches. And I, the sneezing, the coughing, the sore throat, we can all deal with that. The aching and the fevers just wear down your body. And that was bad for about three days. I'll tell you the worst part from a physical standpoint, not, not from an emotional standpoint. We can get into that later. But from a physical standpoint, it's, it's, it's once you get over it, your body has just fought this battle. And for three days, when, when my symptoms were gone, my body was just like, hey, white flag. I had no energy to do anything. I would stand up for three minutes and feel exhausted because your body's like, hey, I've been fighting a battle. Give me some rest, dude. This is where you hear so much of the talk about your immune system and have you done the things that you should be doing in order to give yourself a a, a better shot of of dealing with this. And so when you hear, yeah, younger people get it, but their immune system is better off or they don't have any pre- uh, you know, preconditioning, uh, preconditioned issues that, that would, you know, an underlying problem that would that would cause them an issue. That's when you start to understand because your body has to work so hard when you got this particular, and I say this particular strain. I now know three other people, and none of it was anywhere near as close to yours. But then there's some of the people get you what you dealt with, and they don't make it all the time. And so that's that's the scary part about it because when I talked to you. Uh, I was at PJ Tour Superstore in Roswell, so probably 10, 11 days ago, and we were talking on the phone, telling you about what we would had going on, and I go, you know, hey, so what's been going on? You're like, I went outside for about five minutes, and I was sweating horribly, and I had to go back inside because I'm so tired. And and how you weren't being able to, to make it through movies because you'd get like an hour and a half in and go to sleep. Okay, so you, uh, and granted, I, I spent so much and, time and this on was Netflix. After, but this was after your symptoms were gone. Oh, this, yeah, symptoms are gone at this point, and... My body just does not, it doesn't want to work. Like, I rest, 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 rest. Like, you wanted me to watch Deadpool for the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years. Did you finally do it? Yeah. Did you not love it? Was it not, like, superhero for you? It was fantastic. It took me 12 times to watch it, though, because, like, I would turn it on. I'd be on it for 15 minutes. I'm like, this is great. And then I'd fall asleep. Not because the movie sucked, but because my body's like, nah, F this. You need to rest. Is cock thistle now one of your favorite words? Every bit of that movie is hilarious. It's like, hilarious, yes. When, when they're having sex every day on holidays or whatever, and yeah. it's like Women's Appreciation Day, and she's banging him from behind, and he's just biting down. I'm like, that is hilarious. It, there's a lot of comedy to that. So I'm glad you finally got to that point. Eventually, after like 12 watchings of it, I made it all the way through. Because I've had friends of mine who had you know the chest tightness but nothing else. I had a friend of mine who felt run down like you did. But there was no fever, there was no cough, there was nothing else. Uh, I've, I've got a cousin of mine. It was more of a breathing issue without fever, without any. And so it's it's really, when they talk to you about variations of strain, I totally believe it. Because the, the time that I got sick last time, I had had a flu shot. And the flu that you got that I ended up getting from you. Oh, yeah, it we, wasn't covered by that one. When we made love in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I ended up with the flu, and I had Matt and Chuck giving me so much crap about, why don't you get a flu shot? I'm like, listen, the, there's not, this doesn't, the vaccines do not cover everything indefinitely without a problem. The funny thing was, remember, Matt was sick for a few days, and he ended up testing negative multiple times. He just had a cold or a flu, whatever I'm pretty it was. sure his first one, he went and got an antibody <laughs> test, and, and it was really shady. I was like, dude. It was in the back alley. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I just know that I was in a testing center when... 
I tell you what, let, let's get into that next. Matt was next to two hobos in a crack alley. And Pretty like, much. Here, let's, we'll let's take a break right here, and we'll get into this next, because when you are then out of work, that now takes off a portion of the story for me, and now we have this weird running thing that happens. So we'll get into that next right here on the Audio Fun Bag Podcast. Or the Just for Facts Podcast, right? It's basically what we're doing. <laughs> it's Tug Coward and COVID Talk next on the Audio Fun Bag. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up. Let's move over to uh, one Chris Domino who... Oh, gosh. <laughs> who, who once again did one of my favorite Domino things. These, these scenarios to have different guests comment on. And, <coughs> and many times there'll be a question attached to it, but sometimes... There won't be a question attached to it. It, it would it would be similar to me talking to Chuck and just saying, "Chuck, color blue." Just the thought. <laughs> what, what what about the color blue? <laughs> well, see, that is the reaction of some of the people. So he totally got Matt Stinchcomb with this. Take a listen. Take a listen where if you can identify a question that was asked, and this is what you got between Stinch and Domino. I don't know if I buy into the Al McGuire's comment years ago. It was funny, but it was really telling. The best thing about freshmen is they become sophomore. But it doesn't guarantee guys get better. It doesn't guarantee that a coach in his second year is going to be better at play calling or anything else he's responsible to do. And, oh, yeah, by the way, everybody else is trying to get better at the same time as you are. No, yeah, I don't think I'm saying that either. So the idea that you have a second-year quarterback oh. and a second-year... Oh. It's fun, though. Question short, answer long. I'm sorry, I don't understand your question. I, I know. Sorry, Coach Bowden. Question short, answer long. What are you talking about? Chip Towers. <laughs> yeah, long pause there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Chapter 28, the Audio Fun Bag Podcast, brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Visit them online at neiusa.com or give them a call, 770-451-5057. So 680 puts out a tweet today saying... He's back, and he, you said, I'm back, bitches. And it's a picture of me saying, I'm back, bitches. Here are just the first few comments. I can actually hear you getting fatter. When you look up the word professionalism in the dictionary, you won't see this image. <laughs> This is what you show your daughter not to bring home. I read that one. Next one. He's been brushing his teeth with Copenhagen. Next one. <laughs> doesn't look like you've showered in your absence. Next one. Where is his mask? Next one. Good God, he's fat. <laughs> people, I just went through a virus that's killing people. And that's how you respond? I I know. and But to their, to their detriment. No, I, I hope I, they all burn in hell. I, I'm going to sneeze on all those people on Twitter. I'm going to find every single one of them. I'm going to go cough on all of them. I actually think that they believed you were on vacation for two weeks. Because <laughs> like you three putting weeks. that out there. We're like, he's on vacation. Well, and this is this is where I want to pick up this portion of the story. Because you get sick on that, that's, what is it, Saturday the 4th. Yep. Right? So Saturday the 4th, you start feeling it by, by Sunday the 5th, you know it. And you got tested on Monday the 6th. Correct. And that was my first positive test, which... That's a big old kick in the balls when you find out. Like, I originally thought, like, maybe I just picked up what Matt had, and it's just a flu. Then they're like, so here's what's funny. I get tested. Oh, there's a funny part. I get tested. This is a comedy podcast. And, and you're sitting there, and you're... <laughs> ah, I got COVID. They're asking you to sit in your car. 
and wait for the results. And there's maybe seven cars lined up. You went through this. Yes. Seven cars lined up for the rapid testing. She goes to the first car and the second car, and she keeps coming up with the driver's side windows, asking them to roll down their windows. And she talks to him, goes to the next car, driver's side window, driver's side window. She comes up to my car, and she goes to the passenger window. And she sees the, the, the look of, oh, my God, he's sick. And I'm like, why is she going to the passenger window? And so I start rolling down the window, and she goes, sir, would you mind putting your mask on? I'm like, the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> and she goes, you have tested positive. And I'm like, damn it! So let me now take this down this road. So July 6th, that Monday, you get the test. And I, I had talked to you about, what, 30 minutes before you actually were going to do it. Yeah. You're like, I'm, oh, I'm in line. I'm going to get tested. And we're like, all right, let's see what happens. So what then occurs is I get a text message from you at like 1245. And I then say, all right, we, we've had another test. And, and so I go walk down the hall uh, to our HR and our ownership because I don't know that you've been in contact with them yet. And, again, it's all part of protocol. You find this out. You report it in. And then, you know, they, they, they do the contact tracing from there. It's what they're supposed to do. It's what we're doing. So I go down. And I walk in and I just say, hey. And uh, ownership, HR, everybody in there just goes like, oh, no, we, we, we heard. We heard. I was like, okay, great, great. Probably just want to let y'all know. And I, my final thing to them was, let me know who y'all want to sub in. I'll get them trained up. I'll get it taken care of. We'll be good on this end. I'm kind of doing like the positive messaging of, we'll be fine. I, I got this. You nah, know, I'll help them out. Nah, bro. It ain't like that. No. So then I walked back down the hall. Within about 45 minutes. Yellow, yellow suits and masks come raiding in. One of our bosses is now <laughs> losing his mind, pacing around saying, I don't know what the F to do. I don't know what the F to do. And now he's pointing at me going, have you been in that studio? Have you been in that studio? And I'm like, and, and he's talking about where Buck and John are, are broadcasting. And I'm like, no, I haven't been in there in four months. Like we've been spacing out. So if there's two guys in there. Yeah, we can get a third, but just out of safety, let's let's space out because we got plenty of room here. So that's just the, the what we've been doing. It's like the movie Outbreak. They're putting up plastic everywhere and people in suits are coming in. The problem we ran into, and this is, damn it, this podcast and that freaking radio show I do. The previous week, I had subbed in for Buck and Chuck. So you and I... We weren't were, together. No, and even when we did the podcast, we're separated out by a table. We were never within the CDC guidelines of uh, six feet for longer than 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's just that's the guidelines. It's, and, and I found out those guidelines pretty quickly. So what I'm basically told is you need to go get a test right now. I'm like, but I'm I, and I called my primary care physician, just like they said. And he said, listen, you're not you don't have any issues. You're not having this. But if you do stay home. So I am basically told you can come back in the building after you get a negative test. Mm hmm. So I'm sent home. Because there's a lot of cover your ass going on. There's a lot of stuff. And I, and I get it. I guess the, the, the part of this, and this is what's so difficult about it. Had somebody said, hey, Lowe's just tested positive. The first person I'm going to is Hoyt. And I'm saying, hey, you got to go and get a test. And if you tested positive, the first person that this company would go to is me and say, hey, you got to go get a test. They weren't, they weren't working from a standpoint of understanding that you and I had just spent the previous week not around one another. No, because that doesn't happen very often. They were often. under the assumption of the other 51 weeks when we're when basically we're working on top of each other. Right. And so that's why that Monday, the 6th, at about 5 o'clock as we're getting into the show, and I'm working from home, and, and Matt and Chuck are working, and I left the station, or I left the show for about an hour and 20 minutes. No, you didn't leave. You were escorted out no no no. i'm not ta i'm talking about like i'm at home <laughs> oh, I'm, okay. I'm at home at this point 
And at home, one of the one of the the quick tests in Johns Creek pops up, and it's it's open in about thirty five minutes. And I look over, and I'm like, well, that's about twenty minutes from my house. I immediately booked it, got over there, and then I did your process. I got the swab and everything else, and mine came back in fifteen minutes. Here's your negative. That allowed me to then go back, come back into work, and that basically said, okay, the brush fire that we have going on. It's not going anywhere. Everybody's under control, and this is an isolated thing. How was your swab, by the way? Because as a guy that's had ten of them, um, you, are you just now used to it? There are, there are. Well, <laughs> penetrate my brain. That's what I'm kind of asking. Is there are different ways that they do it? It's all the same hole. Come on, no sex. It's, Let's have this it's happen. All the same hole. However, there are different ways to insert things into that hole. Some of them are gentle, and some of them are angry lovers. I. Uh, I did not think it like it was it was weird. Like I didn't I, I didn't have the reaction where some people get sick, some people get nauseous, some people like, oh, I'm gonna get a bloody nose or anything else. The technician that did it for me, um, she she even counted. She was like one, Up to five. two, yep. and, and and she like on four, she was like, Okay, hey, cool. And she's like, Okay, one more. It was all over within about ten seconds. Mm-hmm. It was not very long. Uh, and I appreciate that. And I remember just thinking to myself, I wanted to reach up in my nose and scratch my brain because I was like, I was like, I kind of feel like there's something there. I just want to scratch it. Uh, so, so that was my adventure with it. And so, again, because of my affiliation to you, that's why I then had to leave the station for for a, a test before I was able to get back. And so that at that point, then it just became all right. I'm negative. Everybody else in the building's negative. Um, we up, we basically upgraded some of our stuff, just, you know, some more, you know, more hand sanitizer, stuff like that around. And there's been no other cases, but to me, it doesn't matter what company you work for, you know, what little league you're part of, what school you're going to go to, or you're not, we're still going to be dealing with this sort of stuff. It's just a matter of how do we manage it? And that's, so I played kickball last night and strangely enough, everybody got an email on Monday. Who's in the kickball league. Hey, one of our teams had somebody that tested positive. You were playing in that game, so you may want to go get yourself. It it literally comes back to that idea of, hey, we had sex a week ago, and I have herpes, and you need to go get yourself tested. Like, unfortunately, it's that right now. Yeah, and as it should be. I, I, I and This is another part that, that I think also needs to be said, too. Every single one of your tests did count as, like, another person, correct? Yeah, and so that's, like... Because now that means that that you tested positive what eight times? So you know I don't do I don't do the political thing, and I have no, political but, beliefs. But I think that but I don't. But we want the math right so that we can make better decisions. Because this this is going to dictate so much of sports and so much of school and so much of everything else for a lot of our listeners. There there are some abnormalities in the testing. So I tested I tested positive eight times, and I've tested negative twice. I've taken a total of ten tests, and. They use a number. They do not use a system of Carlos Medina or Brian Hoyt has tested this many times. So I counted as a total of 10 people. Right. Eight people tested positive for COVID. Two were negative. And two were negative. And and is that the right way? Like, like I didn't major in statistics, but that doesn't seem like the right way to be doing things. But it... It might be the only way we can do it right now. I'll say, dude, it's a giant clusterfuck. Like, there, yeah. there's a lot of a, a lot of that. And... Because right. if, well, if I was to tell you in a sample size of 10 people, eight tested positive, you're going to freak out. It's not, no, this one person tested positive eight times and now two negatives and they're fine. But at the same time, we're trying to get as many tests done as we possibly can. Yeah. Like, And the great thing maybe about living in Georgia right now, like I heard Mayor Bottoms say, you know, she, she couldn't find a test for seven days. 
I'm sorry I called BS on that, um, and I know her and her family got sick and everything else. A, you're the mayor. You can get a test because I got eight and ten days. You you can get a test. I got um, a test the afternoon that I was told you need to get a test for us to be sure that you're safe in this building. And and that I, I wasn't the super spreader. You you can you can get a test. I will say, and I'll get sappy on you for a second. The the physically, as a man, whether it's in this country or our society or whatever. Um, and as a husband and as a father, you can do anything you want to me. Um, you can hurt me physically, verbally, whatever. You don't touch my children. You don't touch my wife. It's why you don't post any of that stuff on social media. I've never put you a never had, picture never of my children on social media um, be, just because I don't want to go down that road. That's my private life and everything else. You can say anything you want about me, and clearly we went over that. People on Twitter were. <laughs> they, they felt very free to do so. <laughs> but don't say anything about my children. Um, same way as a father. I don't want those two little boys to go through anything that I was going through. I didn't want my wife to. Um, I didn't want my parents to have to deal with that. And so, you know, you isolate and you go away. It's hard. It's extremely hard for 14 days or even longer for me. I was isolated for 17 days because I continued to test positive, positive, positive. The last thing you want to do is is get see those people go through what you're going through. And... It's tough, man. You've got a three-year-old knocking on your door. Daddy, I want to come out and play. Daddy, come do this. And and you can't explain to him exactly what's going on because his mind isn't going to understand that. Vice versa. I can't imagine what Lisa went through. For 17 days, she she could not work. Um, she's got to watch those kids. We, we had no... Because you don't know... Hell, my three-year-old had to get that nasal exam. That sucks. He cried. Like, explain why they're sticking a... 12-inch thing up his nose and tickling his brain with it. Um, and, and you have some help, but then again, that's the problem. She can't come into the house to help out because there's there's a, there's an active case in the house. And so Lisa, God bless her and everything she was doing, it, it's the isolation was the, from a mental side and emotional side of things, that was the toughest thing through all of this to deal with is I can't see my wife, I can't see my kids. And and it, we can joke and everything else of, yeah, I'd love a oh, good weekend to get away from the wife and the kids. I'll or, just play golf and video games the whole time. Yeah, I mean, if I if I told you, hey, Los, here's 14 days, you get to watch Netflix and do whatever you want. Ah, oh, that's so cool. No. And I mean, you miss your kids, you miss but, your wife. And man. this is where I want to point this out because we, and, and we'll get into this in the next segment. This is going to we'll finish off with this. Uh, we're not designed to be by ourselves that long. Like anyone. We're by nature, by the way we are, like, yes, there's certain things as hermits. As, you know, hey, Unabomber was a hermit. There's other people that are perfectly comfortable with it. But for the most part, none of us are. And it does do some sort of mental drain on you. That there's only some point where you're like, I can't be by myself this long when I know the things I want are just downstairs. My routine was I'm in a guest bedroom off of the living room, basically. And there was a bathroom attached to it, and that was my domain. And Lisa would go upstairs, finally get into bed at about 10 o'clock, and that was, okay, all clear. I can come out. I would make myself dinner. I'd get all my liquids. I'd get whatever I need. Then I'd spend the next 30 minutes wiping everything down. Anything I touched, Lysol, disinfect. I was walking around with just a can of Lysol. Anywhere I would go, you'd spray it, spray it, wipe down. So when they came downstairs for breakfast the next morning, I knew I wasn't going to infect them. And that was maybe the best part of all of it was I know at the end of the day, like, both my boys came back negative. My wife came back negative. Our nanny came back negative. So I came back negative. Lowe's came back negative. So 
everyone that was around me, at least I did my job to keep y'all from... Now, you're going to get it eventually, but... No, I, I firmly believe that's part of... We, we, we don't have this big level conversation of saying viruses kind of act like seawater. You know, they, they're going to hit the shore, and then they're going to lap back, and then they're going to come, come back in, and they're going to keep that up until it's it's just run its course. And I think we can all try and go under the assumption of, hey, I'm going to hide out from this thing. But you were not irresponsible at all for the last four or five months, and it, you ended up isolated in your home. You and I haven't done one, like, trip to the bar or trip to the game or trip to whatever. You and I have done one one thing. We've had a beer on a patio, and we have gone and played golf, and that has been it. And that was and, weeks and, and, before and, and, I tested you, positive. And yet I know. you still got it. I know. And and it's just until we get a vaccine, it we live with it. We go on. I'm glad I didn't get you guys sick. I'm glad I didn't get my wife and kids sick. All right. When we come back, I'm going to finish up with just one extra little thing. Is this is our our COVID nineteen special featuring Brian Hoyt. <laughs> That's next on the Audio Fun Bag Podcast. We need the voiceover guy, a very special edition of the Audio Fun Bag next. Oh, maybe I can just be the voiceover guy. That was pretty good. It's now time for a classic Audio Fun Bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. Thinner and Sandra were over at SunTrust. That was our big announcement that we were moving over to uh, to move over to their stadium, and we're going to have our our agreement with the Braves. So you have one person in Florida, one or two people over at SunTrust, and all the phones and all the communication stuff is back here in our mm-hmm. home studio. So that's already a very difficult show to try to put together. This is where they're just trying to attempt to get to the right caller. They're expecting a couple different people. You're going to hear it play out, but just understand that they're punching up the phone lines back here, mm-hmm. and the people at SunTrust and Stakeover in Florida have no idea what's coming up because they can't see anything. So it's just whatever comes out is the person you got to talk to. Lots to get to uh, over the next uh, 90 minutes or so. Are we ready to chat with uh, our buddies here? And uh, joining us now, the president of the Atlanta Braves and our boss. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we going to Chuck Smith first? Chuck yes. Smith first. Always first. Don't make Chuck wait. Crazy. You're going to tell me you have the president of the Braves and Chuck Smith gets precedent? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Chuck Smith. And he joins us this morning. Chuck, how you doing, brother? Good morning. <laughs> That's not Chuck. No. How are you? I think we have a problem. <laughs> Are we on a delay here? Yes. Or something? Is that what's We're going on? A bit of a delay. Hey, Chuck. Hey, what's going on, guys? There, there he you is. go, big man. Oh. That's really it's a tough spot. It's tough. It's a tough spot to be in. Good morning. <laughs> That's not Chuck Smith. No, that is not Chuck Smith. I know Chuck Smith. That's not him. I just, I've, I'm going to defend Steak again on this. is a tough spot. Oh, no. He's in a different. He's in a hotel room somewhere. I think we have a problem. In. I don't be in a different place. Now rejoin a very special audio fun bag. It's chapter 28 of the audio fun bag podcast. By the way, that doesn't sound anywhere near no. what I was going for. That sounded more like deep throat informant person. I was going in, I, in like I an heard, un, like unsolved mysteries kind of deal. I heard Casey Kasem. Like I thought you were about to take us to the next song right here on the audio fun bag podcast. All brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. 
Let me tell you something about those freezies, by the way, as you were 24 7 online service, 770 451 5057. So, I obviously, as we've gone through the timeline, I tested positive on the 6th. I felt bad on the 4th of July. Um, Did you put one in your butt to cool you down? No. So, like, I started probably popping those hard ice vodka freezies on maybe like the 16th, the 17th. Did you? And then like four or five days later, dog, I tested negative. So I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying they cure COVID. I'm just saying they cleared out my system. But I'm also not saying they didn't clear COVID. Like they tell you to hydrate and put a lot of liquid in your body. And I was like, well, this is liquid I, when I, it eventually, you know, gets not as well, cold. I, I saw what you did. You sent it to, you know, at Dr. Fauci at Gmail. <laughs> like, hey, can you look into this hard ice vodka freezy? Because the purple one really seemed to help. Look, I'm not saying it cured it, but I'm just saying I did get a negative test Listen, like there, three days later. Here's okay. Here's the last thing as we finish up this segment. We're gonna get sued stuff. for saying that, but I, you know what? It's true. <laughs> so here's the fun part. Hoyt had and this was last week. Took the test on Monday. Was told it's gonna be a several days before he gets it back. Did hit rapid on Tuesday, positive. Rapid on Wednesday, positive. Then gets his Monday test back on Thursday. That's when I talk to you and you're like, that one came back negative. So when you start talking about all this testing and the frustration, like Juan Soto, if you haven't been following along with Major League Baseball today, he took a test two days ago. He was tested positive. He then took rapid tests today. Two different ones, nasal and swab. Both were negative. So now you're trying to figure out, did I have a false positive or now how long do I have to wait? And that's the thing about the sports world. You... Basically got parked for an extra week, even though you were healthy, because some of this testing is really a little bit crazy. Well, who was it? Alex Lynn? He went like 24 days continuing to be positive? Positive? Yeah. Everybody's different. Some people are 10 days. Some people are 14 days. Hell, Will Smith, at the time of recording this podcast, still can't get a negative test. Yeah. Like, you hold on to things emotionally for a really long time. Some people hold on to (laughs) COVID-19 for a longer time. (laughs) Is that how it is? Like, sometimes you just got to get on the couch and and you, you start saying your feelings in the COVID might be go might go away. I'm just saying. I don't know the science. I'm not a scientist. Well, I talked to a scientist. I talked to the epidemi uh, the lead epidemiologist at UC Berkeley. Yes. Now I want you to share this because this person attended your wedding. Uh, you, uh-huh. you now know this person very well. Rehearsal dinner. He was best friends going to med school with my father in law. And y'all talked a lot about testing and testing. and also testing. the use of masks. Well, and it was it was funny because he explained to me that. The virus can be done with your body can be done. Your body can have defeated the virus and and fine, awesome, but you're still testing positive. I'm like, "Please explain. I want to hang out with my kids. I want to go back. Like I feel great. I want to go back to normal life. I want to go into society." And he explained to me that the virus is broken up. You've defeated the virus, you know, wave the flag, hang the banner, mission accomplished, but the virus can still be in your body and hell, as far back as they put that little swab back there, they'll they'll find it. <laughs> they they found it each time. So I'm like, Explain to me how I went negative, positive, positive after that. Like, is it a false negative? Anything else? He's like, the virus can still be in you. You're not contagious. You're not spreading it to anybody. But there are still traces in there when the virus is broken up in your body. It, it's like having a very big lover. Like, you think you're over with. And no, still she, there. She keeps... She's still, still got the bruises all over. <laughs> you still got the broken box spring I, 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 on the bed. I, I thought I thought it was past her, but no, no, she's still around. Well, he's he, still scars. He explained to me like, because I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to basically help my wife at this point, like help yeah. out with the kids. Y'all ain't gonna let me come back to work, but you know what? At least I can hang out with these guys and take something off her plate. And uh, and I'm like, do I need to be wearing a mask? Do I need to be wearing gloves? Like, what do I need to do? And he's like, you can hang out with them outside. Wear yourself a mask. He's like, here's the thing. 
sick people wear, and this is how he explained it to me. I am not the doctor. He's like, sick people wear masks. Um, those who are not sick, they don't need to wear the mask. Uh, we need sick people wearing masks. And I'm like, well, explain why why the non-sick are wearing masks. And he's like, well, there there are asymptomatic people. Like, you could have been positive this entire time, right. um, not known you had it, and been spreading it to people. You could not have the symptoms show up until day 10, but day one through nine, you've got it and you can be spreading it to people. So that was his idea of, we should be wearing masks to an extent just to keep us safe, but ultimately the person that is sick, we know you're sick, don't spread it, so I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, the the idea ultimately, and this is obviously Cal Berkeley, is that you're wearing it because you're either sick or you're not sure if mm-hmm. you're sick. It's not, it's not like it's, it really is not, and I've heard this from, from multiple people, it's not like it's giving you some sort of ironclad protection against somebody who else is sick. It's more of, I may have it or I do have it, and I'm trying to keep you from getting it. Yep, and that's the ultimate idea. Uh, it's I don't know. I've, I fall both ways on it, but here's my thing. I got the antibodies now, bitch. I, this is my one <laughs> jealousy. You, you're so jealous of me now. I have done. I did an antibody test early on in this thing. When when it was available, went to Quest Diagnostics, got my thing, and, and I'm... You were hoping the entire time. In the, yes. I hope I have it. Well, I hope because, I have Because at the time, um, Kincaid had gotten sick. Uh-huh. Our general sales manager had gotten sick. Uh, we had had, a, we had, had a, a run of flu that came through the building. This was January. And so the thought process was maybe this is what had gone on. Since then, one person has tested positive for antibody who never got sick. And everybody else tested negative. So they never got it. They just got a different – they got another cold or got another flu. And so I was a little bit bummed. Because I was hoping at the time, <laughs> I'm going to be, go be around my my uh, my in-laws, and hopefully this has already passed through my body. So when I got negative, I was like, well, I'm not sick, it's not active, and I haven't had it yet. So, yeah, now you have. So you... Dude, what, I, want, I want like a card that we get, like a driver's license, but it just says like antibodies, and it's got my picture, and like, I ain't got to wear a mask anymore. I can do whatever. I can lick everything in this building right now. But isn't the idea, too, that it's maybe, and again, there's we don't have enough science behind any of this, but the idea is that for eight weeks, you've got it, and then it might dissipate. And so for the next eight weeks, I can do whatever I want. You can lick the shit out of shit, man. Uh-huh. Like You can be like, I don't matter where you're at. You're kind of like, like, here's kisses. Now, the funny part is about all of this. There's only one person that management has had to say, hey, can you just not touch people for the next couple of weeks? Yeah. And that was you. Because yeah. they were worried about you coming in and doing your hug thing and all that sort of stuff. Well, we've talked about it numerous times that I am as cautious as the people around me. Stop touching people! <laughs> are the people around me are. So I enjoy touching, but management said, yeah, I'm going to need you to do that for, you know, the, the foreseeable future. And I go, well, how long is that? And they go, for the foreseeable future. Probably about a month <laughs> if you can not be your touchy-feely. And I'm like, well, what if they come up and touch me? Because immediately, like, people are coming up, like, they want to be like, BJ, an- they want to like, antibody. They want to high-five. And I'm like, okay, it's it's your funeral. All right, one, one other big one, then. Are you going to start going to give blood? Because as somebody who got this, recovered, moved on, you've got antibody, you are now very valuable to people as far as your blood plasma for, for those people that are fighting this thing. I'm like a mutant, basically. Like, this, I have a superpower you now. You fucking became Spider-Man before I became <laughs> Spider-Man. I told you I want to get bit so I can be Spider-Man, and you got it before I did. Multiple MIGs across the studio. Damn uh, it. No, I'm not going to give blood. Why yeah, not? Because you all got to suffer like I did. No, this is not. This is about <laughs> helping people that are already sick. Like there's gonna be somebody down the road in the hospital yes, down the street. That- I'm going to get. They they do not have a lot of blood, and it's the one thing when 
you do finally get your negative test, they do ask you immediately on the spot, hey, we do need plasma, please submit if you can, blah, blah, blah. So yes, I will be giving blood, although I was asked... If I knew what blood type I was, does anybody know what blood type they are? Okay, so here's the fun thing. I think I'm AB. See, you think? Because well, I've had it before. Like I used to have. Where do I find this out? Like it's not. A, I looked at my birth certificate. It's not on. When that. you go over to like let's say a, a Red Cross, so any blood bank, you can basically note on there. Hey, because if like they can give you a card afterwards, it makes it easier for you to register and do it, and it'll list out your blood type. So, for instance, my wife, she's uh, she's type O, so she's a type O hero, which means. She can use her blood across everybody. everybody. Yeah. So when you have that particular blood type, you're helpful to everyone. I'm only helpful to a smaller group of people. But if you're type O, if we find that out, then suddenly you might be the key to turning this entire thing around. Who fucking Spider Man? Damn it! Who would have thought? You're like the Tony Stark of this entire thing, and I'm frustrated. Yeah, you jelly. I am jelly. <laughs> I got the Rona. All right. That's going to do it for us. Take the people out and give them an inspirational message from your heart. This concludes a very special audio fun bag brought to you by COVID and hard ice vodka freezing. This is, di- you know what? I can lick whatever I want. So go lick something. Bye. Are we going to, like, break this down like a, a Van Gruder film? <laughs> a, a Van Gruder film? What? <laughs> is it a, 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 a Bruder film? What the hell? You know, one of those films that you break down. I'm not familiar. <laughs>